Good morning, everybody. Happy Turkey Day or Tofurkey Day, as the case may be. Uh, this is Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Anne Hill, every Thursday from 9 to 10. Today, um, I'm doing a little bit of a special show. It's not about dreams per se, but perhaps it is in a certain kind of a way. My special guest today is Peter Lawfer, who is an author, a journalist, a broadcaster of longstanding, and the newest member on the illustrious COWS programming team. Welcome to Dream Talk Radio. It is so nice to be here, Anne, and it is so nice to be sitting in the studios. I know that, and I can say we know, we are moving, but this feels so comfortable here. And looking out the window, looking at the trees and the distance and the rooftops of Occidental, and then looking around the room here and seeing 1971. <laughs> Isn't it nice? It's just, you know, it's like a, a, the, the best kind of living room or college dorm room or something. Indeed, it is so comfortable. And, <laughs> and I cut my on-the-air radio teeth at KSAN yes. in 1970 and worked there on through 1972 and some more in 73 and 74. And this feels like the stage set for the movie KSAN. Is that right? No kidding. Well, you know, those were the years when I was starting to listen to KSAN. So that's kind of a, it was a funny connection when I, when I saw your website and started poking around in your resume, I thought, KSAN, really? The place that got me through teenagehood. That's oh, how wonderful <laughs> to hear that we took care of you and held your hand. Absolutely. In fact, I was going to bring it today. I have a, the uh, bumper sticker, the 1968 uh, to 78 commemorative KSAN bumper sticker, which I've kept all these years for some reason. That's terrific. I should probably put it on my car. You, as you mentioned that, I have a poster in my garage of the staff, a, a sketch of the staff from the early 70s period, maybe depending on what room is available on the walls in the new studios, oh, yes. that should be tacked up. Yes. So you have just uh, last week ported your show over from a Bay Area station to Cows. Maybe you could tell people about your Sunday morning show here. My Sunday morning show has been on the air for over two years now. I started it at KPFA mm -hmm. and then moved it over to Green 960, the belly of the beast Clear Channel, and last week moved it here, and I'm so pleased to be part of Cows. I love driving up the hill and looking at the cows <laughs> as I come up from Bodega Bay and then settling in here from 9 until 11 mm -hmm. Sunday mornings. It's a current affairs show, mm -hmm. and I am thrilled by the fact that we are on the internet worldwide because... It feels so hyper-local lo hyper and intergalactic at the same time. And that's right. Th that's what the show is about. People in orbit could be listening to us right now. You just never know. I suppose that's possible if they have some sort of internet connection at the International Space Station. <laughs> well, you were saying intergalactic. I was trying to say, really, is that, is that something? Actually, it could be. You could, they, you, they might have Wi-Fi. It's satellite. You got to have satellite up in orbit, right? You can have satellite internet and all sorts of things. I think we're 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 drifting from my particular field of expertise. Okay, <laughs> so your show is a current affairs show, and what is your format? It's I 
chat with you in the audience if mm -hmm. you want to call. And I usually have some sort of informed or entertaining or both guest in the studio mm -hmm. and muse about what's happening in the world, in our backyards and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. elsewhere. For example, this Sunday yeah. from 9 to 10, I will have my friend and colleague Terry Phillips here. Terry mm -hmm. Phillips is a former CBS News correspondent. He has reported oh. from the hell holes of the world places like Somalia, Iraq, Georgia, not the state, but right. the country, Haiti. And then when I make this list, when I'm introducing him, sometimes we do speeches together, I say, and Detroit, the hellholes of the world. But he was, in fact, a CBS correspondent mm -hmm. in Detroit during some of Detroit's most difficult times. He currently is on the air at Valley Public Radio, KV. PR out of Fresno, uh -huh. where he does a similar kind of a show. And he'll be here to talk about world affairs and oh, great. free speech from 9 to 10. And then from right. 10 to 11, my son, Michael Laufer, who is a graduate student, as you know, at City University of New York, getting his PhD in mathematics, will be here on the radio. And if trigonometry has ever baffled you or still baffles you, he guarantees over the radio or so I say he guarantees, to be able to teach the basics painlessly. So that's, that's between 10 and 11 great. if something is missing from your high school education. Well, that is, you know, parents all over Sonoma County should be listening in on that show because I have seen more, you know, the parents of teenagers, the eyes glaze over and once they, they leave algebra. Algebra, you know... You have a little bit of a toehold, and geometry, everybody hates geometry, so that's a universal, but trigonometry, people are out to see. So how far in high school did you go with your mathematics? I actually went, oh man, I just crashed and burned at logarithms. Uh -huh. I pretty much, I, just, I squeaked by, but I, I ended there. And then I took it up in uh, as a pre-calculus in college, and then uh, at UCSC they had this great three-quarter three course called uh, Calculus for the Masses. It was taught by this, this renegade grad student who had his own little uh, mimeographed thing about it, basically just understanding the concepts of calculus and the, the history behind it. And it was really what keyed me into, oh, there's a whole context, a whole social historical context for all of these types of mathematics. You know, got into college before I'd realized math is about solving problems. People, when they're confronted with a problem, whether it's astrophysicists or whatever, they have to invent a kind of math to solve it. Who, how come we weren't taught that in eighth grade when everybody was wondering why we had to learn algebra? I don't yeah. understand. How come we weren't talking about all the sex in the Bible and the Greek myths and instead had it pounded into us exactly. as if it would be a chore and it was, hence, until we found the good stuff. Until we found the good stuff and it wasn't the begats. That's right. <laughs> it was the other stuff. I, yeah, it's a mystery. Education. Well, that's great. That's um, don't let me get on my jag about math, because I'm a tutor in my, in one of my other realms, uh, a math ah, tutor of kids. Ah, so. A math tutor of kids. Uh, well, then you tutor. and Michael have plenty to talk about. Uh, yeah, I have never had to tutor a kid in trig, but the day I'm sure will come. But you know, as you're saying all of this, I'm not sure if it's trigonometry or calculus that he's going to be teaching on Sunday. Ah, it might be calculus, calculus, but we'll find out at 10 o'clock in the morning on Excellent. Sunday. Here on Cows. That's right. And as you mentioned all of that, I went to high school down the street. I graduated yeah. from Tamil Pius in Mill Valley. And I remember getting 
what I think was my first D ever in Oof. Sydney Duffy's trigonometry class at Tamalpais oh. High School. Ouch. Yeah. Pains me still these 41 <laughs> years later. Well, I think my, my crash and burn in mathematics in high school had a lot to do with um, the amount. It was sort of this inverse proportion of studying math versus flirting. And the math just gradually gave way to this sort of full-on social hour in math. And so I think my concentration slipped a little bit. Well, high school probably should start at age 37. <laughs> Those other two, 20 years from 17 to 37 should be spent flirting. Well, what do you do with 15 and 16-year-olds? I mean, that's just, that's what you do. That's what you're programmed to do as a 15 and 6-year-old. Right, not sit in a stuffy classroom that's at Tamalpais High School. That's right. Well, I was redeemed a little bit in my, in my teacher's eyes. She actually, she was a uh, Mrs. Cosad. Isn't it interesting how we can draw out the names of these teachers? Long-term memory, remarkable thing. But uh, she, she had a retirement party at the end of that year. And, you know, I, I had been sort of a, 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 a shows potential, shows promise kind of a student, which didn't actually end up showing um, by the end of the year. So what I gave her for her uh, retirement community, I had a little piece of, uh, of brass wire. I was a bassoon player and I made my read. So I had all this lovely brass wire and I made it as straight as I could with a little bent arrow at both ends. And I just gave her a little line segment and wrote oh, some, sweet. some mystical poetic thing about how it goes on forever, but this is just a little piece of it. And so I think, you know, I was I redeemed myself in her eyes. If only I could have gotten extra credit, I would have brought that C up a little bit. But That's better than my D. It's better than your D, I have to say. It's true. So that, it sounds like you're going to have a great show. I It'll hope be a people terrific listen. show this Sunday, and I look forward to you all listening and participating and yes. giving a call if you wish at our telephone number, which I know ends in 1073 and must start with 874. 874-1073 in the 707 area code. You are listening to Dream Talk Radio, and I have as my guest Peter Lawfer, a local uh, author and broadcaster and general intellectual presence in the county. And uh, we are talking about all kinds of stuff, but one of the things that I wanted to touch on with you is your um, championing of community. And I, the, in the course of our becoming acquainted, I read your uh, your piece that, that you submitted, or the, it was a letter, I guess, to the no, editor. No, no, it was an article for for Business Week magazine that was then reprinted oh, okay. as a letter to the editor down in Point Reyes by okay. Joel Hack at the West Marin Citizen. Ah, so maybe you can talk about that whole conversation. The Business Week had listed Bodega Bay, where we both live, as... Right. Um, one of the best places in the country the to places. live. No, no, it was phrased one of the best communities uh, in the country to live. And so I wrote to them and said, yes, it's a gorgeous place. Uh, I, I love it, but you're wrong. We have no sense of community, really. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I am so pleased to be associated mm -hmm. with Cows Radio is to be connected now right. to this community. And it always has fascinated me since I moved up from Marin County about a dozen years ago, how there is this strong sense of community here in Occidental. There is a strong sense, not just sense, but active yeah. community here in Occidental with all the problems associated with community, of course. There's a strong sense of community and active community in Bodega. Mm -hmm. There is in Fairfax, which is where I was last living in Marin County, a strong sense of community. Sheila, my wife and I mm -hmm. met and got married up in Silver City 
Yosemite, Nevada, a, a place smaller than Bodega Bay, a strong sense of community there. And, and so what, what's going on with Bodega Bay? Why don't we have a coherent community? Why aren't we interacting? Why do we not know our neighbors? How is it that you and I live two blocks from each other? And the reason we met is that you stumbled on the fact that we have some common interests via the internet and my website, wrote me a note, included your phone number. I, of course, recognized the 875 prefix that is unique to Bodega Bay and called you up and said, hi, neighbor. We did not yep. know each other. Nope. Why is it that we didn't know each other? There, there are any number of factors, but in this Business Week article, I I focused on the the there's a, there are there are geographical problems with Bodega Bay in terms yeah. of community because we are stretched out along the coast. We don't have a natural crossroads the way Occidental does, right. and there there are commercial reasons. We don't have a hangout bar cafe that really works. We have a mm -hmm. we have some bars, we have a cafe and 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 not in any way to disparage them. Mm -hmm. They're they're terrific places, but they don't serve as as hangouts. Uh, the the bars tend to fill up with tourists and be expensive and and not really conducive to mm -hmm. hanging out. The 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 cafe is small. It's at the edge of town. A wonderful place. I great, encourage everybody to go there. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Roadhouse at the north end of mm -hmm. town. Wonderful place, wonderful proprietor. Yeah. And 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 we have a we have a disparate bunch of communities we have at the south end of town what i like to disparagingly refer to as the golden ghetto and sheila my wife calls harbor with a u and then we have old town which is where we live mm -hmm. and has some sense of the old fishing community mm -hmm. with a bunch of interlopers like us right. coming in and not having the heritage of being in the fishing business down where my office is in Puerto Bodega there is a much of our our Mexican community and then we go around the curve there and head out toward the University of California at Davis mm -hmm. Marine Lab so exclusionary mm -hmm. open from from 3 to 5 on Fridays or something is give me right? a break it's a university campus and it's mm. closed except for two hours a week so these are the these i addressed all of this yeah. in the context of the fact that we don't have a newspaper right because joel hack and he was yeah. on my show last week decided understandably that there wasn't the economic base to operate a newspaper and he moved his act down to point Reyes. Mm -hmm. but without a newspaper or something a radio yeah. station a cafe, something that acts as that catalyst and nexus. It's mm -hmm. very hard, it seems, mm -hmm. and we prove it, unfortunately, in Bodega Bay to build community. Yeah. Well, particularly if you take your life in your hands walking from the grocery store to the post office. I mean, that is the walk of death. <laughs> it is potentially the walk of death, and it is not gemutlich at all. Yeah. It, is, it, is, uh, it, it is another aspect of the geographical problems yeah. we have. And in many, many respects, perhaps that helps save Bodega Bay. Interesting, isn't it, that we're such an easy commute to Sebastopol, Santa Rosa, Petaluma, and yet the place pretty much remains unchanged because... It's such yeah. a miserable place to live. Well, I like that. I mean, I like that scruffy aspect to the town. Yes. You know, compared to Point Reyes Station, which just feels like... 
the New uh, Yorker magazine. I know. It's it's like everybody's been photoshopped. <laughs> you know, Indeed. all the bakery attendants look like Sofia Coppola. And, <laughs> you know, everybody's wearing their spandex bike things and eating, you know, chev with pear slices, for God's sake. It's just, it's kind of outrageous. Yes. Well, you've successfully ruined <laughs> Point Reyes for me. And, I, and thank you. No, that's good. I don't have to go down there anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well... <clears throat> Anyway, be that yes. as it may. No, I, I think your point is well taken, particularly in light of the fact that uh, I think you were quoting to me the other day, one fifth of all overnight residents in Sonoma County stay out on the coast. Our tourist numbers, and, and I need to check this to make sure it's current, but the last time I saw them from the Visitors Bureau or whatever the entity is that operates these kinds of censuses, there are 5 million tourist overnights a year in Sonoma County, or at least there were prior to the collapse of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and, and at that time, 1 million of those overnights were on the coast. We, so if we have a million people coming through town, we, we ought to be yeah. doing a better job yeah. of, uh, of fleecing them for some money and having a community that mm -hmm. makes some sense to come to. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I found it fascinating. Business Week found us so compelling. Well, yeah. we are gorgeous. And if you came to town for a couple of days and you went to the parks and you right. were in a luxur luxury right. hotel and sitting in the hot tub and having a glass of wine, it would seem to be pretty perfect. And that was probably their read. That was probably their, you know, what they did. They they booked a room and, and went, played a round of golf and, and had a delicious meal. And Nothing wrong with that. Nothing Nothing wrong with that. Well, it's interesting. Now, did you get any blowback or any any um, much response from your article there? Yeah, but nothing nothing negative. Nothing uh -huh. nothing from anybody saying you got this wrong, and and that uh, that's a, a upsetting but challenging. And it's yeah. our job to to build that community, yeah. and and we're conscious of it. One one of the and and we should mention. The, that which is working. There are some things that do work. The fire department is a right. spectacular organization and creates a certain amount of community even with its monthly fire district meetings, which, uh -huh. uh, which have an element of uh, community meeting to them. We have no town government. We have right. no mayor. We have, a, we have a sewage operation and a water operation and a fire operation. And that's it for, for our public services. The, the Gourmet Bay mm -hmm. is, in fact, a quasi-bar and certainly a hangout on Friday evenings. And, and uh, Bob and Sissy right. are the proprietors in from Georgia, and they That's are right. doing a magnificent job of working to build yeah. community. There is absolutely no question. And there, and, and there are pockets, too. Connie, who is the manager down at Porta Bodega, uh -huh. is like the mayor of Porta Bodega, and she, she's worked hard and successfully at creating a micro-community yes. there at Porta Bodega. So it's not bleak. No, not It just by any is a stretch. challenge. Yes. Well, and I think part of the challenge is actually um, structural, not in terms of the geography, but in terms of the um, the uh, what's jurisdictions. I was talking to Perry, one of our neighbors, and uh, talking about that uh, the pier right next to Gourmet Bay and the the taffy place, and, and it's uh, 
on one side the, the big white place, building the that's big collapsing white building used to be somebody fish brothers or whatever yeah it's collapsing and i said to perry you know that's that's prime real estate why isn't anybody because perry knows more about local politics than i do and and he said well it's complicated because the county owns the pier part of the building but then the owner owns the front part of the building and to get anything built along there of course you have to go through the california coastal commission which adds another layer and so anybody who wanted to revive that and say build a small theater and a bunch of little shops in like an indoor mall with and there was an attempt to do that a few years ago and these was problems there? that perry d yeah. that describes were exacerbated by the predatory capitalists to, uh, not that I have anything against capitalists, right. even though I've hit them twice in an hour, <laughs> but that built Harborview and uh -huh. abandoned it so far up above. There, the drainage uh. for those 70 lots comes cascading out underneath that structure. And as I understand it from the controversy at the time, as it was reported when there still was a newspaper in Rodega right. Bay, that's undermining the structural integrity of that building. Ah, I had no idea there was even the uh, hydrology was an issue there, but that makes sense because there's a, that's a huge drainage cache from those right, from which that used to be at least in part wetlands, right, and wetlands. and now is mm -hmm. undeveloped lots because the yeah. economic collapse has resulted in that development being put on hold except right. for the so-called low-income housing low income. that was built. And the big sign with a lighthouse, which interestingly... Which we don't... We don't even have. have. <laughs> but it's, it could be a much more offensive sign. It's low light... It's, oh yeah, it's I, 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 kind I, I, of sweet because there's yeah. nothing up there. And thank God it's not Romancia anymore. What a terrible name for a development, <laughs> Romancia. So ill-conceived. You're listening to Dream Talk Radio here on Cows. I'm Ann Hill. I'm your host. I'm here with Peter Lawfer, um, who is also a programmer on Cows. His show is on Sunday mornings, nine to eleven. Local current affairs, really fascinating guests. So you all should tune in this Sunday while you're you know, coming out of your trip to Fan Hayes, that would be a great use for a Sunday morning. And um, you can also get in touch with Peter through his website, peterlawfer.com. One of the things that I think is a potential card that cows holds for the coast community is radio. Because community radio, radio builds community. No question. So, you know, if there is a possibility of getting, a, what is it, a, a relay or something up on the hill that can beam the station into town, boom, suddenly we have maybe something even better than, uh, than a newspaper. We have something people can tune into and interact with. Uh, right on the air. Absolutely, and they can currently via the website. Yes, that's right, uh, on the streaming. But it, it would be interesting to see if we could sustain some local programming, local in terms of Sonoma Coast issues, because that really, it is, it, it, it's a destination, and yet there's no there there, as Gertrude Stein said about my hometown. But she didn't mean that. You know that? That she no. did not is mean... No, she taken out of context? She was taken out of context uh, by my very careful reading uh, and those of, of Stein scholars who, th those that I follow and yeah. embrace, suggest that that is not her meaning and we, we should talk about that sometime, especially yes. since you and Sheila both are from Oakland. Are from Oakland. Yeah, well, now I'm curious, actually. What did she mean? Well, the there is no there. There was an ethereal, conceptual 
of musing about Oakland mm. and not not a some kind of derogatory remark about it being a place not to go. Ah. As I understand it, ah. and as I read it, when I went back and looked at it with oh, this different okay. eye. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Because hmm. Oakland, I mean, I love Oakland. Oakland is a spectacular it's place. Great. It has the best weather in the Bay Area. Oh, it's fabulous. Great neighborhoods around there. My sister actually just moved from the hills down downtown. So that the downtown is vibrant, and and that whole yeah. area around Swan's Market has been re- rebuilt mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. revitalized. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, we're ca- careening a little bit off topic. Yeah, that was that was my fault. With fault. The <laughs> so, well, Peter Lawfer, you are now. You have your show on Sunday mornings. And where do you, what are your plans? What do you want to? Do you have any grand vision for the show, or do you just really want to keep talking to local and current people about? Well, things? not just local, local and international, uh-huh. and everything in between. And I have a propensity to book authors on my show. I like to talk with authors about their work, and so I'm sure that those of mm-hmm. you who listen from nine to eleven here on Cows will hear authors, both local and otherwise. And I, I like talking with people who are doing things of consequence and we don't hear much from them. They're mm. not known. Or I like to talk with people who are well-known, even celebrities in culture, in our culture, and, and talk to them tangentially, not mm-hmm. about that which they are usually burdened to repeat in yeah. interviews, but to right. find out what else is going on. If they are somebody of interest, what else are they doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was anything? I mean, you're, you're a, a Marin native, Tam High whatever year that was. And uh, so uh, I'm curious, your, your, um, what do you attribute your inherent curiosity to? Was there some, some way that, you know, you're, you're focused on community. You've been doing, you've done all this work around radio and, and in investigating these really interesting subjects. Well, I have a friend who's a, also a journalist, and he he and I hang out and ask these kinds of questions yeah. of each other. And he said one time that we're sentenced to a lifetime of learning as journalists, and 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 certainly that is a terrific motivator. And I've spent a lot of my time in daily journalism, largely radio, which is hourly journalism essentially and so there is always something happening and the idea of being in charge on some level of finding out what's happening Mm -hmm. figuring out a bunch about what's happening right and why it's happening and what it means and then trying to relate that to the general public in some kind of a both entertaining and informative manner I don't think it gets any better than that. It, I, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. And I just, you know, myself, I feel very fortunate to have come through California public schools at a time when there was, there was actually, you, you got to... You learned something? You learned something. Yeah, and you learned something. And you put all those thinking skills, you know, you were really challenged to think. And to put things together and to draw a bit of what you might know about calculus left over from that class you took right. and then a bit of what you might know from this water that you're drinking out of this mm-hmm. bottle on the table and a mm-hmm. bit of what you might have seen driving up to the radio station right. this morning and, and, and using that to figure out 
something that you're trying to figure out because you're able to draw from these disparate sources of information or using it to tell a story and right. entertain somebody right. or ideally both. Right. And choosing the, uh, the option of helping people over the always, I mean, there's, you know, you have to make, keep it green. You have to, you know, make it so that you can afford your Thanksgiving turkey or whatever. But, you know, in, instead of saying, okay, how can I monetize this to the X amount? Say, okay, how can I use what I know to help other people? I haven't learned that one yet. <laughs> well, on that note, perhaps yes. we should vo- retire back to our homes and, and uh, putter or sweep or set the table or something like that. Or go for a row in the bay. Thank you so much, Anne, for the opportunity to say hi to your audience here It on has Cows. been a real pleasure. Peter Lawfer, you can find his work and his opinions and all sorts of stuff at peterlawfer.com. That wraps up another Dream Talk Radio podcast. I'm Ann Hill, and you can find my past shows at dreamtalkradio.net and on iTunes. Be sure and join the Dream Talk Radio Facebook page or follow me on Twitter at Ann Hill to get announcements about future shows. Thanks for listening.